Welcome to episode 96 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another week. Not much going on in the running world this week, really. There's been a few domestic results, but it's all a bit quieter with the world champs fast approaching. There's a bit of British athletics world champs news. But before all of that, in a week where the ashes came to a close, let me welcome to the show a man who very much follows the principles of England's all-out attack basball version of cricket with his all-out approach to training which I'm now going to call Lunning. How's life in the Welsh capital, Joshua? Yeah, all good. I've got to say, I've not watched any of the cricket. So any references, I'm kind of lost on me. Literally just finished tonight, about an hour or so yeah. ago. Stuart Broad on his final final day of cricket. Took two wickets for the win. Didn't he, I saw something he bat about apparently celebrated and dropped a ball or something. It's Ben Stokes, mate. We'll move on then. Let me welcome my other co-host this evening, who is much more like the Aussie cricketers, who some, not me of course, would describe as boring. How's the hangover, Shane? Hangover's all right, mate. Not too bad. I wasn't feeling too sharp yesterday. How do you know I was hungover? Well, I saw the company you kept at the weekend and just put two and two together. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. I think somebody somebody labelled the Strava title, which we'll come to as... After trail run, after day on the beers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes some sense. Yeah. You all good? All good. Pretty tired. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm recovering. It's fine. It's all good. Standard. Who do we want to kick off this week? Who's going to take the lead? I'm ready if you want. Joshua, go on. Go on. <clears throat> so, Monday. We we recorded on Wednesday last week, I think, didn't we? We did, yes. I've got through a few of these. Um, yeah, Monday I uh did six miles. So I actually went to the office on Monday, Tuesday last week. Six miles, six twenty fives on that really quite hilly loop again. Then uh, uh, I think I think I said last week was the first week I've progressed from minutes to miles. But that was nice. So rather than doing like 30, 40 minutes, I'm up to, to miles. So that's a nice little um you, you're very disciplined with your minutes. Like you literally hit it bang on and stop. Do you the same with miles? Oh yeah, I walked half a mile home this morning tonight. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Um then Tuesday. So Tuesday actually I got uh I ended up staying a little bit later at work. I didn't get the train till quite late. So I got the, I think, the 8.50 train back from Paddington and had a little bit of a miscommunication with Rob. Uh, my training was hidden on training peaks. I don't think he realised. And he was in Flagstaff, which didn't help. So I don't know what I had in the morning. So that hence me not running there nor lunch. Um, but I knew what I needed to do in the evening. So on the train I got back to Cardiff and I got the last bus back from the station Got home at 11.45, which was just about enough time to get changed. Do a bit of Achilles warming up, calf activation. And I got out the door at 11.59. And I honestly, this was not planned. Well, certainly wasn't planned to run that late. But I didn't deliberately run at 
but I got my eight miles in, stopped, did my drills, did my strides. So that was 8.4, job done. And most importantly, stayed green on training peaks because I didn't miss the day. That was my uh, main uh, accomplishment there. Yeah, because it must it would link up with that day because you did it. Minute. Oh yeah, minute minutes is fair. Oh, yeah. I'd go in and change time settings if I was wrong. <laughs> Give you red. Um, you probably just thinking what a fucking idiot. Anybody about at eleven fifty nine in in Cardiff? More than you'd think. Yeah, considering I'm not in the centre. Uh, you get a lot of like say kids students like going out um and even where i ran it's pretty quiet but yeah it's a bit dodgy to be honest yeah, but, i mean the roads yeah. are not bad i run on the roads and that it's pretty good they're kids for you now now you're getting old yeah i am old my nan said to me the other day i'm nearer 40 than i'm 20 in good knowledgeable woman yeah uh so that was tuesday wednesday Back on the old uh, Zwift. So I did the Geraint Thomas Club ride. Just a nice easy hour. And that was at six o'clock. It's quite good. They listen. They play. As, I think we spoke about it last week. But I'll say it again. They uh, they play his podcast out. Um, the only annoying thing is he hasn't recorded any for a couple of months. So they played the same one three weeks in a row. So I can probably tell you exactly word for word what it is. Um. That was on Wednesday, Thursday. I did a 30-minute bike in the morning. Um, just just as, as pretty much like as a supplement as a double. Then in the evening, I had a session. Um, so it's three by five minutes. And you two didn't give me the attention I was after when, when I finished this. I had in my mind I wanted to try and run. I, I originally was thinking five five fives to five tens, a bit quicker than the week before. I thought. I'm not going to try and run five, five, five. It's like, I'm going to run five minutes. So first one out the door, it's under the trees and it's a little bit misleading because it's quite hard to judge. 4.57 pace. I thought, here we go. Try and keep this and I'll, I'll be good. So I carried on doing the float. So the first float, 60 seconds, it's 5.54s and then 5.04 pace for the next five minutes. I knew I was not in a bit of trouble, but I knew I wasn't jogging, let's put it that way. The next minute float, 604s. Uh, and again, I mean, the floats are the floats, they don't feel any different. The last five minutes was 508s. And that was a struggle, to be honest. When I finished that, the biggest thing I noticed wasn't the sort of the pace, it was how long it took me to recover. I, I think I said to both of you, I was sort of stood breathing really heavy for quite a while. And I think where I would, when I'd be fit, I wouldn't be. Um, like I'd probably recover reasonably quick. And that's, I think, the biggest difference. That's what I said. I said it might help if you actually did some recovery in your recovery. The the idea the idea was, or the idea is, I think this week I'm actually I moved away from that. Is um, so I don't spank the reps. You I try to. Yeah. Um, so no, that, that was Alex's actually uh, idea um, to do that. So yeah, moving away from that, we're back to jog recovery this week, which would be nice. So yeah, two mile warm up, two mile warm down. Um, and actually, I worked it out. I split 16.05 through 5k, which actually probably isn't too bad. Strong. Yeah, I was quite pleased with that. Um, 
then that was Thursday to Friday, just a five miles easy. There's just six twenties down on my normal loop. Then Saturday. So I actually had a bike fit Saturday in the morning. Well, it lasted a few hours to be fair, three and a half hours. Um, we changed quite a lot. So my seat went down about four centimeters, loads of stuff changed. I won't bore you with it too much, but basically my, my feet, um, or one of my knees tracks in really bad. It tracks in when I run. Um, so the guy put some stuff on my shirt, whatever to change that. So it tracks straight now. Cause the biggest thing I found actually when I'm outside, if I do go up a climb and I get out of the saddle, I need the, the mid frame or the top of the frame. Um, I don't know what the thing technically things called. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you got um did he add some things to your cleats? Yeah, and my cleats and then something in my shoe as well. Um so my knee track straight now, which is good. Um but yeah, I mean it's so much comfier. And I can I actually use my hamstrings a lot more now. Because he said I had a bit of a dead zone at the bottom of my pedal. Um because I just basically couldn't reach. So I was sort of like really pushing down. Anyway, had that done, got back, I thought, right, let's do a race in Swift. So I roped Anna Boniface in as well. Um, so she's a listener. I'm sure uh, she'll, she'll appreciate the call out. But we did 20-minute warm-up, and this race was a lot longer than I actually originally thought. I thought it will be maybe just... I thought about an hour, but actually when I looked at it, I realised it's going to be more than an hour because it was 27 miles, but there was a shitload of climbing in it, so there was two really, really big climbs. And actually in the race, there were 20-minute climbs, um, and it finished on that. I went way, way too hard the first lap. So I just tried to stay with the front group. Um, and I was cooked at like 55 minutes. And there's a guy, um, Phil Clark. I'm not sure if he listens, but um, a couple of us got dropped and he sort of waited. And I replied to his message in the chat. And uh, Aaron, you were taking the piss, but he, he made a made a comment about um, about me. Yeah, I mean, who Bill, if, if you're listening, you made Josh's day. Yeah, I was like, I'm famous. So he actually destroyed me in the last 10 minutes of the last climb. So he he towed me up to the rest of it. But um, yeah, it was good. It was a an 88 minute race, and I was on the limit for. I mean, I wasn't on the limit the last 10 minutes because I was my legs were cooked, but my heart rate for. Yeah, I mean, 80 minutes. Sorry, 78 minutes, not 88 minutes. Um, my heart rate was 160 average, and it peaked at 180. So, oh, yeah, I was pretty working pretty hard. Um, then, yeah, did a warm down uh, with Anna. She was pretty fucked as well, to be honest. So, yeah, it was good, but it was quite hard. And then um, I had that day off running, and then I did 10 miles with um, Dan and Ed Foster, um, one of the medics. At the uni here so i i did 10 miles dan went up to 22 i think he had so we've what i basically said to him on the run was we've kind of swapped roles from january february time because i was doing the longer runs and he was probably not hanging on but he was doing the shorter ones um and now he's doing the longer ones and i'm i'm doing the shorter ones so yeah 10 miles six tens we progressed a little bit um we got down to like 550s at the end but yeah that's my week so in total, run-wise, it was 37 miles. And then a couple of bikes in there as well. There you go. So building on that next week. How much yeah, more? So two sessions next week or this week. Um, a little bit of speed in there as well. 
So tomorrow I'm doing some 400s, only six, but um, that'll be interesting to see how my legs feel at that sort of intensity. And then up to about 45 miles as well. So yeah, just gradually increasing week on week. So those 400s are they again to test how your um, sort of Achilles and your body responds or just to be like, it's, no, it's more it's more Achilles testing, just the gradually loading the Achilles. It's not so much about fitness really at the minute. I've kind of written off doing the marathon this year. Um, I just don't think there's enough time to get fit enough to do one for me personally. So I'm going to, I want to try and do some sort of 10 Ks half. So um, I said last week, I'm doing the Great South. That will be, that'll be interesting actually. It's 11 weeks yesterday. Can I run sub fifty? I don't know. That'd be my. That'd be what I would want to run if I sort of said it right now. But we'll see. Shane gives us an opportunity. Fastest marathon runners on the podcast this year. So, if I break three hours, I might be the quickest marathon runner on the pod. Yeah, Shane. If you finish, you might be the fastest. <laughs> yeah. Um. No solid week. So, Shano, you raced, we briefly mentioned it last week, you raced on Tuesday last week. So, go into race week and what <coughs> thereafter. Go into race week. So, we started on Monday, as we tend to, and I hadn't uh, got much sleep on Monday. I managed to go to bed at 5, well, about 6am, uh, probably got about an hour sleep. Then I had to get up, go to appointment, came back, had to probably got another couple of hours sleep after that, and then went back into work in the afternoon. So I did a, I did a short run uh, in the afternoon. I just did sort of 30 odd minutes. Um, I actually felt okay through the day. I didn't actually feel that tired. I think having those two sort of power naps just made me feel a bit better than if I just plowed all the way through. So I did um, 33 minutes at 7.17 pace, some strides afterwards. And obviously I knew I was going to race or wanted to race. Um, I was still quite optimistic, actually, because I didn't feel too bad. I woke up on Tuesday and I felt horrendous. Um, so obviously then the, that's my fault, but obviously um, because I'd obviously lost a lot of sleep. Um, but we did... Uh, uh, I did 20-minute warm-up, uh, got absolutely drenched in the warm-up because it's hammering it down. And then when the rain starts after warm-up, it was probably the best conditions um, I remember having up at that track in a long time. Like, really nice temperature. The the track wasn't too wet from the rain. It sort of managed to dry out a little bit. And there's no wind, which was nice. So before I did the 5K, um, I did 800 metres at slow tempo and then four times 200. So I did that in 246 for the 800. Then the 200s were 34, 35, 33 and 32. The last 32, I kind of, from sort of 50 metres to 150, went quite hard because I felt shocking. I was like, I need to try and wake up somehow, like wake my legs up. Um I think it works. I did a did a couple of strides down at the start line as well, and um, I felt a bit better. But I just I did just I just felt a bit sick, a bit rough. But might have also been the fact that well, mind you, it's no different to some races that I've done anyway. Um, in the race itself, I actually felt pretty good. So I also didn't really know what to do or what to expect. I kind of thought based on some of my sessions that I was in sub 
15 shape, which I expect maybe to be 20 seconds slower on that course than what I'll do on uh and, and on that race than what I'll do on a different like a uh, a better race like a Battersea or a podium, I guess. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel too bad. Went through 2k and 558, and I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, had a good little group we were working with. We we lost time somewhere, but I was strong on the last lap. So I sort of pushed on, expected some of the other lads to come with me, and nobody did. So I was kind of like, oh, because I was kind of hoping to push on for the first half of that lap and someone else to take it so I could sort of sit behind and go past at the end. Um, but no one came with me, so I kind of had to keep the gas on for that lap. Um, finished third in 15-16, so actually pretty happy with that exactly where I thought I was. Obviously, I felt rough beforehand and didn't get out of seat the day before, but obviously that didn't really seem to impact me too much. So I was, I was quite pleased about that. After the race, it ended four times 200 again. Uh, I did those in 33, 33, 32, 31. I actually spiked up for those as well. They were really hard, <laughs> really difficult. Uh, and then I did two odd mile call down. So all in all, nice evening's work. Wednesday, I went out for a run on my own recovery run. Uh, felt okay, went through uh, woods near where I was. It's quite humid on Wednesday. I uh, did just over 10 miles at 7.07 pace. And then in the evening, just before we recorded the pod, I uh, went to go play squash for the first time in about 10 years. Um, That, that was quite hard. I forgot how poor the movement of a long-distance runner is. Um, but yeah, it was good fun to to get back and play some squash. But I was kind of, I'd probably trying a little bit too hard, and I was like, I might pay for this in the morning, and I did. So Thursday, I went for a run, and I, I don't know if you two found the same. It was so humid on Thursday last week, and I was absolutely dying on that run. Um. So I think I did 71 minutes. I didn't quite manage 10 miles. I was running with Ronnie and I kept stopping. <laughs> and when I was stopping, he kept like running on and running back. Um, so I did 7.13 pace, which to be fair, if I actually didn't see my watch, I thought I've had it about 8.13 pace. So 9.3 miles. Um, yeah, it was very humid. I was probably tired from playing squash. And I had, it was quite a stressful day, actually. I had quite a lot to do and go on. I was going on that day. And obviously, um, uh, was trying to, obviously I was planning on being away for this week. We we're going to go to the weekend. So, uh, throughout Thursday, we were kind of just sort of sorting out where to go with the lads. Um, in the end, we had the weekend in Bakewell. So I'll get to that Friday before I went then. I was like, right, I've got a, a plan. I had again, some bits to do on Friday and some clients to, uh, to meet. So I thought I'll do my long run, which was originally planned, but then the other lads changed their mind. So I was like, right, well, I'll have that on my own. So I went out in the morning. The The plan was to do a long run with sort of some tempo blocks in it. Um, I felt like I was ready for that. I've, I've probably done that about this time in my training before and felt pretty good doing it. I felt really good on the on the easy section. So I wanted to do uh, about four mile easy four mile as a, a tempo which would ideally be either just slower than on the first one my aerobic threshold and then i was going to do two mile easy and then four mile tempo after that and that second four mile ideally would have been just under or around about aerobic threshold and then two mile easy or whatever to to get home 
Um, so I felt pretty good for the first four miles. And then when I picked up, I felt, well, I, I felt great. My legs felt good. And when I looked down at the watch to see what pace I was running, I had a couple of road crossings to navigate. I was running like 5.40, 5.50 pace. It was so hard. And it was quite windy. So for the first two mile of that block, I was absolutely like hammering it. My heart rate was high. I felt like I was flat out. And I think, yeah, I looked down at my watch just at like 5.49 pace. Then I did turn off the gravel onto um, onto the road with a bit of a backwind that was downhill. And then the, my average started to come back down. But I was, so I think I got a mile in there at like 5.30. Have you got my Strava open now? It's just break it into laps because you split it. Ah, uh, okay. I, th- I think I anyway. Can look at, I can look at the mask, but it's kind of, what, what mile are we talking about? Yeah, 5.30, mile seven. Yeah. So I thought I did get a couple in there, but again, on, on my watch, I don't have mile splits. I just had it into my watch splits. So I could just see my average coming down, which I was a, a bit more thankful about. But yeah, ended up block, I was hanging. So I was like, oh, I, might, I might not do the second block. But what I did do for my two mile in between, so I looked down after about half a mile and I was still on like sub six pace. So I just finished that tempo block. I was hanging, but I did a Josh Lorne and thought, I'm going to keep it going. And then I realised I probably shouldn't do that because I was my heart rate didn't drop at all so i did six six forties for two miles and to be honest i probably should have just got carried easy again but i went down um the route i wanted was i wanted my second tempo down on the flat path and i hate running down there but it's pretty good for going tempo and i was just on my own i was like i'm not running easy for another like four miles down this path honestly it's the ideal tempo path. Shane mm. might hate it, but it's incredibly flat, good footing. You don't really get well, you get the odd cyclist, but you just left your own. It's you can go out and back for five, six miles. Perfect. Yeah. But boring, bleak. And well, it's not great actually under the footing. It is quite lumpy. Yeah, you haven't, oh. you haven't, you haven't lived. <laughs> But that's that sort of pace is it is normally ideal when we want to do tempo down there, um, and yeah, to be honest, mainly because you, you just don't get too many people down there. But I, I did have a headwind, and I was like, do you know what, I am going to pick up. I'm going to try to pick up, and when I started running, I think I looked at my watch after maybe about probably after about twenty seconds, and I was like, I'm just going to visualize where I think I might need to stop. Or like there's a, a road that goes over this. I was like, right, I was visualizing that bridge. I was like, I'm not going to look at my watch until I get to that bridge. So I didn't look at any data. I didn't look at my heart rate. Didn't look at my pace. I was like, I'm just going to run at a pace that my legs feel right or an effort that my legs feel right. And look, if it's if it's slow, it's slow. If it's quick, it's quick. In the end, um, I did 5.42s for that three-mile block. And I think it was like, proper consistent and again my heart rate was where it needed to be so the pace was slower for the heart rate but actually it wasn't too bad and when i finished i finished near that so i looked at the bridge and i was like 2.8 miles or something i was like right i'm stopping at three i'm not doing four like i felt awful i was bored i'd lost focus i was mardy i was so wet i sweated so much when I stopped at three miles, I was right near a blackberry bush and I was absolutely hanging. So I dived in the bush and picked a handful of blackberries and smashed them. And I was thinking, this might be risky, 
because I could end up shitting myself before I get home. Luckily, I didn't. Uh, and then I jogged home. And that was when on Friday, I think I messaged uh, you two in the group. All I could think of in that three mile was how the fuck am I going to do a marathon? Like, I want to be 20 seconds a mile quicker than this, at least. I, I need to be going for... I was just, I had no focus. I didn't know what to concentrate on. I felt awful. I was like, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of work to do. You have headphones in? No. Uh, just not not for the tempo bits, no. Only for the easy bits. I couldn't do it on my own without something on. I don't mind it, you know. I've actually started doing more runs without any headphones. And just makes you think. Yeah, but, I, that's, but that's Shane's problem. He shouldn't be able yeah. I, I think far too much though. Um, yeah, I had headphones in for the easy parts, but for the tempo, I, I didn't. Uh, the tempo yeah, section. It's a really good podcast I can recommend to you. It's called um, Inside Jogging Podcast. That sounds shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't like the sound of that. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I wouldn't. In my podcast. Um, but all in all, I've still got in 16 and a quarter miles, 6.22 average overall. Um, so, yeah, and I got the long run before the weekend. So, um, on Saturday morning, I drove up to uh, somewhere near Bakewell. So, a uh, few nights over there with some mates. And in the evening, I did a, a trail run. So, we, we jogged down to the Monsell Trail, which was an old um, railway line turned into trail to go under some quite good uh, tunnels. And all I could think of the whole time was, this would be great for a tempo. Yeah. And so, Connor does a lot better, doesn't he? Does he? There you go. Perfectly flat. Um, so, yeah, nice little run. And uh, Paul, one of the lads we went with, he he only wanted six miles. He'd run in the morning. And in London, he'd been to watch the Ashes. Um, so when we got back to the Airbnb, me and Max did another four miles. And we thought, there's a hill over there. Let's go run up it. So ran basically up a mountain. That was well hard. Ran down it. I couldn't really do that. Um, I was in not in trail shoes, and my knee wasn't really too happy about that. But good fun run. I did hour sixteen, a bit less than ten. That, um, is, that is a mountain as well. Mile yeah, mile eight is four hundred forty six feet up. So yeah, yeah, it it was a lot in that mile, and uh, I'm gonna do something tomorrow, which is. Probably stupid for training, but sod it. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so on Sunday, uh, went out for a run. Now, we did go out for a morning run. We, we'd had some beers on Saturday night in a couple of local pubs. We'd also had beers before tea because none of us are really that hungry. Um, so I'd you made tea. Tea by tea means dinner. <laughs> Evening meal, not a beverage. Evening meal, not a... <laughs> there was so much malice in that, Josh, like not a beverage. So tea, we had tea, dinner, lunch, I don't know, whatever. Um, well, we didn't have it, actually. So, because uh, none of us are really hungry. So I'm, I cooked a curry before we went out and I thought, we'll just leave it and reheat when we get back. Um, I had, I normally had yogurt to it and the yogurt had a little bit of a hole in it. And we thought, it'll be all right, it's only curry. Well, it was curdling in the uh, saucepan and it was the very last thing we put in as well. I was like, sod it. So we left it. I was like, we might thicken up. It'll be all right. So we went went to the pub, had some beers and a whiskey and uh, came back 
having or basically all battered. Well, I was uh, all quite drunk. Then we ate the curry, which was almost just like a spicy stew because it hadn't thickened up because the yogurt was curdled and we had curdled yogurt in it. Um, so in the morning, I had a hangover. But quite honestly, that was probably the least of my worries because um, I wasn't able to go for my typical morning pre-run uh, toilet habit. I was just thinking the whole time, I'm on the trail. It is a good trail. We went back down to the Montel Trail and it's a good trail, but it's very busy with walkers. And there is no, considering in the middle of the countryside, there is nowhere to, to drop shorts. Um, so I was kind of panicking the whole time that that was going to have to happen. I was going to be walking for an hour. So I took plenty of toilet roll with me. To be honest, I actually felt pretty good after six miles. I perked up, um, but I was definitely getting carried by the other two for the first bit. Um, but I go in waves when I was like that. So I feel good, as in, when I say good, not hungover. Then I feel dreadful and I think I'm going to die. Then I feel good again and I get giddy and then I feel dreadful. I think I'm going to die again. So I did that quite a bit. But luckily, made it through the run unscathed. Um, thought I was going to be sick at one point. But other than that, all right. So 70 mile week. Eight and a quarter hours worth of running, uh, a race, a reality check on a long run, and coming off the back of one all nighter. Solid. Well, on Strava, you got five pretty consistent bars for the last five weeks. Yeah. So still got 19 weeks to go to the big one. That's it. So plenty of work, plenty of time to get some work in. Now, Ordinarily, I was thinking I might step up uh, this week. I would like to start hitting 80 miles again. And actually, my plan over the autumn months or the build into Malaga, I would like to try and consistently get some 90-mile weeks in, which means I'm going to start after double day a bit. Um, I'm going to try and play squash a bit more, and then hopefully that will sort of... I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Just help me move a bit better and I might get into the gym as well. Um, but tomorrow I'm gonna to go run the Yorkshire three peaks. So we'll see if that has a setback. Shane, what is um what is your target time for uh the marathon? I would like to run about 224. Um I think I'll be good enough to go under 220. Uh if training's going really well, I'll just see. Um yeah, I, th- I think I'm good enough to run two eighteen to two twenty, but at, at this at this stage, I'm not really that. Oh, statement! That's a forty, what forty minute PB? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, forty one if I run two eighteen. PB's two fifty nine, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think to be honest, I, I think if I can get in a window of two twenty twenty four, I I think it'll be really good considering how my first marathon went. Yeah, how far is the three peaks? 24 miles. Interesting. Awesome. But it, it's going to probably be like a run-walk thing. So yeah, it's still is your legs, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't great coming down, even walking down. So I think I'm just going to have to take that bit a bit steady. Yeah, well, <clears throat> solid week nonetheless. On to the next one. But talking about those 70, 80, 90 mile weeks, let's go into my week. Um, 
where do we start Monday? Well, I didn't run Monday because I was come back from Plymouth and feeling awful. So Tuesday, this is what I said on the podcast last week, got out for 32 minutes at 7.24 pace and pretty much quit running after this run. Um, Shane then starts to tell me I need weeks off and I wasn't listening. Um, but yeah, not didn't feel great after this run. So Wednesday, we record the pods. Wasn't running, given up. Thursday, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do a half an hour run. I'll just do them. And so I ran 31 minutes, 7.15 pace. And as Shane said, it was really, really humid. I was dripping even in half an hour. And this is when I start on the way back. So I got 15 minutes in. And I was like, this is actually not as bad. Like I'm actually probably feeling a bit better and it's not as bad as it was. So I came up with my own plan of why don't you just, you can do a 30 minute run. So why don't you just double 30 minutes every day? Then you could get, well, then I was like, actually, maybe 35 minutes because then you can get to like 70 miles in doubles. And then I was like, might as well just treble 30 minutes, mightn't you? But anyway, um, I was feeling a bit better. So Thursday, I extended 45 minutes, 6.2 miles, 717s just ran around the there's like an old quarry around around there for a bit um still very very humid i think that's to be the pattern of most of this this week um now i feel oh no no i, I ran on my own anyway um so saturday i was just gonna run easy but uh james who i coach was doing a session and he asked if any, if me or Ben wants to join him. And I'd given him 2K, 1,600, 1,200, 800, 400, because he's sort of in the middle of 5K season. And his he ran, what, 34 flat of that 10K you did? So I'd say it's about 16, 15, 16, 30 shape for 5K. Well, I thought, well, if I just go run the 2k with him and i'll see if i can just do even just the five the 2k in the mile then at least it's something but i started warming up and we did two mile warm up and it's the best i felt in months so i was like well i'll kick it off and see what happens i wasn't entirely sure if i could do any decent pacing and we wanted for the for the two k. I wanted about eighty two, eighty three second laps. I went through the first lap in seventy four, so I was like, "Sorry for that, James." Then slowed it off. But yeah, we 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 were sort of slightly up on time, so we ended up doing six forty five sixteen three forty nine two twenty six sixty five. Now, obviously, they're not they're laps of the cricket pitch. They're not splits, but we progressed through them nicely sort of exceeded by a second a lap each time what I thought we'd do and I felt pretty good um let just James sit in behind so that was an improvement so that's four and a half miles six 
thirties for nearly half. So each one of those was off two and a half minutes, roughly. So nearly a thirty-minute fartlek. Um. So Sunday, those boys were to do a long run, and I said, "I'll try and do an hour." And the loop we had is about ten miles. So I did ten miles, seven twelves for an hour and twelve minutes, and I actually had planned for next week to get up 75 minutes before this run so I'm a step ahead and I know I'm pushing it a little bit but positive signs so I did what's that three days in a row or no four days in a row at the end of the week and other than my legs feeling a little bit tired towards the end of that 10 miler no real problems like it again Sunday was really humid because I got a couple of miles in and I was dripping. I was like, and I looked over and Ben and James were the same. So I was like, well, it's just, it's not the fact that I'm really unfit. It's because it's humid. But um, it also really windy on Sunday. Did you have that, Shane? Um, probably, but to be honest, mate, I was paying <laughs> a notice. Um, yeah. it, is, it is humid though. And actually, one of the, one of the, so one of those hours with Max, he lives over in Germany and obviously get hot weather. And he was like, so much, he found it a lot. Well, he said, he made a comment a few times how humid he found it the weekend. But it was kind of like, it was kind of cold as well. It was like skin's weather, but not skin's weather. It's really weird. Yeah. It's not It's not warm, but then when you go in, it's, yeah, just sticky, just sweaty. Mm. Um, I had to say tonight, because I actually doubled today. And tonight it was humid and it just like, yeah, both so, just put our hands on our heads. Just wait. Yeah, wait. Exactly. Just wait. I like all bust. So, so the funny thing is, Josh. So I've got Aaron on my final surge. So Aaron messaged me on Sunday, say you've done ten miles, and I was like, "Nice one." I was like, "Have you died yet?" He's, he's no, not yet. It's like, okay. No, we've done that plan before that run. Don't worry about that. Well, I get all these notifications coming through on my phone. Aaron Scott has updated a workout. Aaron Scott has updated a workout. And I'm like, that's Aaron planning his week next week. And I'm always like, right, shall I go have another look? And I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to guess if Aaron's tried to do 90 miles or not, he's planned in. Just send me. <laughs> I hope it doesn't break you. But is that is that Josh more miles this week than you? Yes, I, I did 33.4. But... Feel good. No more down the dumps. Nice. That's got good. My, got my immune tablets there. <laughs> we got Josh Josh back on the five minute mile in there and back over five runs. Yeah. I just gotta get back. <clears throat> I don't think necessarily I mean speed's not great, but it's not awful. It's more endurance because I haven't done anything over much over an hour in a long time so his voice is getting rough he's getting ill as we speak josh we're we're seeing it it's unfolding live yeah (laughs) but no positive signs and i mean basically i i started to before that sunday run i well actually on saturday morning i just wanted to see how far it is to malaga it was 19 weeks so in my head I said, well, you've got kind of five, five in my, I've got five weeks 
And in five weeks, if I can't get into 32-minute 10K shape, there's not much point in me trying to build up to a marathon because it will break me because I'll try and go too hard. So if I take too long off, I'm not going to get into 32-minute shape in five weeks. So going to give it a go, see what happens. I mean, yeah, people probably thinking we know what's going to happen, but we'll find out, won't we? Well, if it doesn't happen, marathons on. I suppose if you know the one, the one argument yeah to support you is actually if it does, if you make through five weeks, then that tells you that your body's hopefully robust enough to build into a marathon. So, just when you're talking about Josh asked you about targets again for me, similar to what you said, I I kind of want to be in that two twenty to twenty five range, and almost give myself an opportunity to to be in sub 220 shape if that's possible i don't yeah because i don't think if i'm in worse shape than that it's very hard to motivate myself to try and run hard for a time which i probably won't be overly pleased with yeah. um, i was jogging with somebody else which just isn't doing anything for me either so i need to race for myself do you know what i think you should do can't do massive mileage just start some steady running a bit yeah silence <laughs> but yeah i mean don't worry i've i've got my theories on what i need to do that's what worries um, me <laughs> well it's got it's done me all right it's only two it's two years ago this weekend is that illness so it's only these last two years it was going all right for 13 or so before that so we will see. There we go. I saw a consultant today, and the good news is there shouldn't be too much to worry about. So he thinks it's okay to try and push things a little bit. Just got to keep on top of all the things I know about. But anyway, let's go to Strava leaderboard. Have you got it, Josh? I do indeed. <clears throat> so, top of the leaderboard last week, and he's been... There and thereabouts the last few weeks, actually. It's Jake Barakoff again. So he ran 126.9 miles. Uh, second place. And I actually had a message from him. Disregard these two. They can't do it. I'm not having them uh, popping up. When they're on training camp, I go, oh, I'm going to put my runs on Strava again just to make people jealous. I am, um, yeah. yeah, second place, Ross Braden, 125. I actually had a message from Ross disappointed that he wasn't top so he needs to plan his week better looking at the leaderboard or puts his put all his runs on Strava um and third place uh his little buddy out in front remote Phil Sesman basically the same 124.9 but looking at that you've got to run to get in the top four you've got to run over 124 and a half miles that's pretty good going then the women's we have Sally O'Gorman. She's top, broken 100, so 103.9. In second place... Just quickly, do we know what marathons Ross and Phil are doing? No, but I can probably find out before the end of the show. Um, I thought it was Valencia, but Valencia's 18 weeks away and they're both... I mean, Phil... But it seemed like Ross... Maybe Ross is doing Berlin because he did a... A bit of a quicker Sunday run. 
I don't think he's doing Deloitte. He's just doing a massive build. I'll I'll confirm by the end of the show. Sally. In uh Sally's doing Berlin. Yeah. Uh Christine Waterman. Oh sorry, Charlotte Reagan was second in ninety exactly. And then third place in the women's was Christine Waterman in eighty nine point six. Yeah, we uh, yeah, it's it's definitely coming towards those all Americans because was it top seventeen Christi- Christian Oriksen of inside running fame? Just sneaked into the top 17 with 100.5. Um, yeah, yeah, you find out what those those boys are up to and we'll go to some listener questions. Just quickly, I'm going to give average pace. I'm going to give a new person a shout out. Michael Kallenberg, 72 miles, 558. It's a lot of time for that. He's back. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Let's see what he did. It's it's all people have got associations with Wales. There's something wrong with you lot. Oh, I think the only reason he's uh, I don't think he started running any quicker. I think he's just joined our podcast group. No, he's just come back on um, oh, come back on. So so Calibo's just come back on Strava as well. But the the best thing about I've just found out is he's expecting baby number two, and he's at bright. He's at the RAF, so he's running around Bryce Norton. And he's just doing loads of laps because he needs to stay close because it sounds like the baby's due any any mm. minute soon. So, yeah, good effort there. I'm a big fan of those laps around. He does around Bryce Norton. Um, list of questions. Josh, you can find out because you can't answer this because you didn't do any track racing. Um, so, Kelman121 says, when track racing in a train of people, what's best to focus on in order to not trip? Their spikes or their back. What are you looking at when you're track racing, Shane? Um, it's a good question, actually. I I probably um, I'm looking at their back, but that's that's mm, that's probably not. Yeah, in terms of falling, you're probably better off looking at spikes. But I'm usually looking at someone's back because then you have got the peripherals and you can see. I think it depends on the race as well. If you're just following a trainer, you know that's all you're going to be doing. But if you're in a race where you think you might need to move or you might need to close gaps, I'll tend to look at the back because you you just see a bit more. Yeah, you've got to be looking at the back. Otherwise, if you're looking down, you you're not. As you said, you won't know what's going on around you, so you're more probably more likely to trip. Like you just got to trust, like that distance between. I'm quite bad to follow because my leg like drags a bit. So when I get tired, like on that session on Saturday, James started to catch my my gammy leg that was trailing. Um, Josh is also awful, also awful, awful to follow for me because he's like kicking me in the face. Um, so I, think I, I, I noticed this when obviously I did some track races last year, some fifteen hundred, and I was probably the oldest in most of the time I was running in them. And everyone around me just seemed to run like idiots. Yeah. The positioning was crap. They're not looking where they're going. They just assume if you're not in their peripherals, you're not there, so they move on to you. Back when we used to do track races, like the BMCs, the 5Ks and stuff, they were good standard races with good people. You never really used to get any of that. I think it's because there's so much more road racing and a lot of the, the even the younger ones are doing sort of road racing before for track and they're not really racing they're sort of time trialing a lot of things aren't they so they don't really 
know. Maybe there was. Maybe we were just blind. Maybe we were doing it. But yeah, maybe, I thought yeah, I thought yeah. the same, and that's why I didn't really like going back to it because it just got, it was just too messy for me. Mm. I just wanted a clean race. Um, one that you can answer, Josh, is from Luke Jackson. Should you keep five k pace or faster in your training during a marathon block? I didn't do any, so no. Shane, yeah. What what would you do? Sort of five k specific during a a marathon block. Um, again, context always key. Depends on where you've come from, but in general, I think I've put them in mixed sessions. So, like, you might have some tempo work and some 5K work. Um, it depends on how quick you are as well. If, you, if you're running a 5K in 14 minutes, you're running closer to your VO2 max. If you're running a 5K in 25 minutes, obviously further away from that. So more try and do some work in and around at your VO2 max. Um, if they're quite hard, so, that, so they, like, I wouldn't do, like, a really tough 5K session. I wouldn't do, like six to eight by a K at 5k effort. You'd maybe do a couple of reps less with longer maybe recovery. Eight by a K at 5k effort. That's awful. I'd be horrible. <laughs> Carry on. Some people do. But yeah, um I reckon Josh could do that when he's at Mar- Pete Marathon shape. But I think um yeah I I'd extend the recovery in between it. Again if you're marathon training you're conscious of mileage and keeping moving you could maybe rather than have a static recovery, you'd keep it as a jog. You could maybe do shorter 5K work with a, a float recovery. So maybe rather than a K, you might do 500 at 5K pace, six times with three-minute float in between. Um, so I, I always think there's a point for it because it's that harsher stimulus when you're doing so much endurance work. But on the same notion, a lot of people in their 5K effort, it's quite nice movement. It's quite good movement. Um, so I think it's quite nice to get your body going. But I don't think you should do loads of 5K work where it burns you. Yeah, I I kind of... It, it depends what you mean by marathon block as well, right? I would probably do more what you're saying, 5K work. Yeah, from, from now or just before now, so like 20 weeks out to, to maybe even sort of eight weeks out i do think that block of sort of six weeks it's quite difficult to get anything of 5k intensity and when you're doing your big marathon workouts because your legs just can't handle it but (laughs) that being said i I like those mixed pace sessions like you said so even if you do like a block of marathon pace you might do 5k at marathon pace then 10 by a minute and those minutes can be at 5k effort um I don't tend to do, like you, I wouldn't tend to do anything probably over 90 seconds at 5k effort during the marathon block. And I'd say they'd always be kind of sandwiched in a fartlek or or just do like a an hour fartlek where you're working down. Might even do some 30 second reps. But, but yeah, I think it's important to keep some VO2 work in your marathon block. Um, it's just important to mix paces i think for 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 the general runner if you you've got to sort of touch all the bases i think it's very rare you'd get anybody 
who's recreational who who doesn't need to work on their their speed during a marathon block unless you're like Shane and you're a 147 800 meter runner looking to do marathon yeah I wish anyway one last question um I feel like I wrote this in the show notes would you rather run in your favorite outfit every day but only wash it once a week or run in clean clothes that you hate every day Fast. Ah. So I saw this coming. You wrote down this came from Jacko123. Yeah. Um, I wonder with Adam, who I coach at Collingham, he's Jacko125. I wonder if it's from him. Maybe not. Maybe I just typed it wrong. It probably is. Might be from him. Yeah, it's uh, 125. Jacko125. It is. Right, yeah. Yeah. By the, who, by the way, is he's like Benjamin Button. He looks so young for his age. Anyway. Um <laughs> Sorry, but like, hey. not anymore, mate. You've aged a lot in the last two months. Right. That, that is a good question. Oh. I'm still not sure. I think I'd, I think you'd have to go clean clothes. I get really self-conscious if I'm running and if I've got like a top that smells, I'd run like the opposite side of the path or like the road. I get really, really conscious of it. I don't think no matter how good the top was even if it was like the all-in-one world champs nike uh speed suit that is like the nicest thing you could possibly wear for anything i don't think i could do it you'd you, you'd be known to double in the same clothes though right oh yeah that's all right every day though the difference is right if i'm doubling in the same clothes i haven't taken them off the yeah. thing be putting on dirty clothes. That is, oh no. I do, I do like the thought of Josh just sitting in the same clothes <laughs> twice a day. Yeah. Oh, that was great um, and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, clean clothes. I think we're saying clean, clean clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. The news. The the verdict is in. Yeah. Ross Braden is doing Amsterdam Marathon. When's that? I'll Google it. It's, I think it's the same weekend as the Great South or the weekend after. It's like mid-October. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's why he's doing those runs. Um, he's doing Big Half and then Valencia. Yeah. But, and that'll be why he did 0.2 miles less for the week. Yeah, but they did the same long run, but uh, Ross picked up like five miles at the end, whereas the rest just kept steady. Um Amsterdam's October 2nd, so not too far away, I suppose. Um, Probably about 11 weeks. So, news. Have, I mean, Josh, you saw the British athletes announcement of the teams come in, and particularly the men, it was pretty poor, the number in there. I think a total of 51 athletes have been selected of which about 20 are relay athletes, I think. Yeah. So you talk about 30 athletes picked, men and women. The men's side, there was just 13 athletes selected for individual events um, and only one field event. Uh, I think it's Lawrence Okoye, is that his name? He's the only field representative. And... It, I mean, you compare that to 
Oregon, which there was already a bit of yeah controversy about. There's 77 went to Oregon, so they've they've dropped that by can't do the maths quarter. Is that about right, Josh? Maybe. Yeah. We'll say a quarter. Um and yeah, it's just a bit shambolic really. Um especially when you think they took what a hundred odd to the Europeans. Uh, anyway, British athletes came out and said, we're not trying to hide anything. This isn't about cost. This isn't about being too expensive. If we had 80 people making the team at this level that we set, then hallelujah, that's great. The The odd thing for me is World Athletics set this standard knowing that only 50% are going to achieve it and the rest of the, rest of the field is going to be made up by people who, who get points. So that's why standards are so tough. But British athletics aren't going to accept anybody who gets invited. Just, it's not then about people not being good enough because world athletics expect it. And and also, if you're if you're peaking for the champs, then it's quite hard to get the standards and things such high standards almost a month or two before. Because then, where do you go? So, yeah, I massively disagree with it, but there's not much we can do about it. Surely there is. Can we just like start our own governing body? How do they yeah. get to be a governing body? Standard. That would be my. Like, why? Why are we paying them so much money to not help us? Mm. It's it's ridiculous. I don't. I can't get my head around it. And surely, anyway, should we move on because I just rant for an hour. Uh, did any of you see on any socials this week the Spanish 1500 meter champs? I did see that, yeah. I think Eurosport posted it. It was ridiculous. So, um, stacked field, and I mean, the main race or the main attention in this race was between, uh, how do you say his name? Michal, Michal, yeah, Michal, um, and Boketeer, and they sort of sat behind this guy who went out pretty hard. I think it went out in 56, 57 and went through 800, probably in about 156, 157. And so it's off a pretty decent pace, but they kicked with 450 to go. Katir went and, and Michelle just, they were both gritting their teeth because they, they flew. Anyway, last 300 metres, I think it was in 40.5. So but it was like they were gritting their teeth like the last hundred. They were gritting their teeth like three fifty to go. You're thinking, like, how on earth are they said? And it was actually um Katir was really sort of turning the screw. And I thought it was gonna drop Machal, to be fair. Um it was just that last sort of 50, 60 meters he came back. Yeah, so Michal took the win in three thirty three point four four, Katir three thirty three point seven six. I wanna say like I think fifth was three thirty five, and I think se- seventh was probably about the same. So you've got another national champs where running like three thirty six isn't going to get you almost in the top eight, which is pretty pretty incredible. How how the fifteen hundreds coming on? Um, yeah, you can find it on on tw- I saw on Twitter, but I'm, I'll try and post it in the show notes. It's a pretty decent last four hundred to watch. Shane's probably watching it now because I put the link in the show notes. 
I was just about to, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, other than that, there's been a couple of domestic races uh, over the course of the last week. We had the British Milers Club Grand Prix at Birmingham on the weekend, on Saturday. Um, said it was pretty windy. There was a men's 3K and what did we have? Was it eight athletes around inside eight minutes? Yeah. Um, so James Gawley took the win in 7.49 from Alfie Manthorpe in 7.53. Um, and George Wheeler, third in 7.57. Do you catch any of this, Josh? No, I didn't, I didn't see it myself. Um, the one thing I did, like, George and Charlie Wheeler, identical twins, they basically finished together. I didn't have Charlie in here, but maybe that's because he didn't... They ran, they ran the time. Um, the other... Big news of the night was Alex Bell secured the Olympic qualifying mark of 159.28 in the 800 metres. And I suppose the best thing was her celebration. She did the the old um, Dave Bedford, but Dave Bedford flicked the V. She stuck up both her middle fingers up at the camera um, in response to British athletics not selecting her for the world champs. So, again, another bizarre decision in a list of bizarre decisions from BA. Uh, also midweek was, I think we briefly, we spoke about this on the show. But I didn't actually realise it was that night. Well, probably while we were on air in Tooting, there was a BMC race and it was uh, New Zealand to Santana. As Josh said, he ran a BMC all comers record in the 1500 of 335.15. But just behind him was Callum Elson. 335.39, so another big PB for Callum. And Tom Keane in 337, James Gawley in 337. So another stacked 1500 metre race on a Wednesday night in the rain in Tooting. I uh, actually commented on Callum's uh, Instagram and said, if he keeps us up, by Christmas he's going to run about 305. Well, yeah, <laughs> I saw, unfortunately, went to Holland on Saturday night and, and was a DNS. Because he felt sick on his warm up. I assume he'd been chatting to you. Sorry, I said I assume he'd been chatting to you. He had a bit of a cold, didn't he, or something? Yeah, exactly. I taught him how how to get a cold. Um. Also at Tooting, in there was a five k, and Hannah Irwin took the win there in a PB in fifteen forty six, ahead of Sarah Aston in fifteen forty nine, and Steph Twell in fifteen fifty eight. Um. Men's five k at the same event. Johnny Escalante Phillips took the win with his trademark kick in 1402 for Oscar Bell in 1403. Um, Alex Bell also ran there. She ran 159.4 before knocking another 10th off at the weekend. The other result I think I've got down is uh, Battersea Park Half Marathon. I don't know if this is verified and who this person is, but Paul Sellian ran 65-18 at Bassey half at the weekend. Um, he was eight minutes clear. So, um, Josh, you can do a bit of stalking of him maybe um, because I didn't have time for the show. I ju- I did type in his name in Power of 10, but, you, but nothing came up. So, um, yeah, I'll let you do that research. Anything else you've seen, Shane, over the... No. Well, 
Okay, I mean, I can't find him on Strava and I can't find him on Power 10, so I'm calling it bullshit. Well, it's just the fact he was eight minutes clear. Um, maybe, maybe like somebody who just stopped a lap or something earlier. Well, what yeah, was... generally, if someone's running 65 low, you've probably heard of them. So it's it's a run-through event. Paul Sellian, V35. Um, yeah, he's got no club. Yeah, it uh-huh. might Ah, I found it. Is a Kenyan? Is he? Yeah. World Athletics. Paul Sellian sets new yes. run through Battersea Park half marathon course record. He is, he is a Kenyan. I've got a World Athletics. Got a PB of. Um. He's not got a PB of half marathon. But he's got a ten thousand PB of twenty nine twelve. And the. The picture on run through his website is fantastic because he's I don't know what vest he's got on. I'll send it to you two now. Um but he's obviously lapping a lot of runners. So alongside him is a girl with her jumper tied around her waist and headphones. A guy behind in a man's city shirt and headphones. Looks fantastic. Uh, he's an yeah, it'd be interesting to see his story because on World Athletics he's not really he's had one performance. So he's got performance in 2023, but before that, it's 2018, when he was running like 30, 43 for 10K. He ran a 14.50 on the track this year in, in Nairobi. So he's not like a top-level Kenyan. Be interested to see what he's he's up to in, in London. But, um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, um, so that's about it, boys. What, what are we up to? Actually, before I go, what we're we up to, a bit of a, um, I don't know the right word, not confession. I need to get right what I said last week. I'm not watching, what did I say, what, Entourage? You thought you were watching Entourage, yeah. I don't know where that came from because I never watched Entourage in my life. I'm watching Succession. But either way, I got no spoilers from the listeners, so they weren't brave enough to try and annoy me. Um, what are you up to this week, Shane? So the plan is tomorrow to go uh, up to Yorkshire and do the Yorkshire oh, three yeah. peaks. So we'll see. I'd like to run it all um, or, or a lot of it. Uh, we'll just see. It looks like it's going to be raining all day, though. So uh, we'll do that. And I still need to enter the Basingham Bash for Saturday. I think I'm going to do that, the five miler. Saturday. Uh, Saturday coming next. Yeah. So... Nice quick, nice quick five miler for anyone local. Yeah, I might pop down and watch. I actually, I think Bill did message me to try and get that promoted, and I've just forgot. So, so yeah, Basingham Bash B A W S I N G H A M. Um, if you're pretty swift, drop. Uh, I think it's entries on the day, but if not, drop Bill Taylor. Go on Facebook and find his find the event and drop him a message. I'm sure he'll sort you an entry. Um, but yeah, it's quick. Uh, it's pretty quick last year, wasn't it? Was it what the year before? Uh, I think last year and the year before, I think it's been one in under 24. And the women's has been pretty quick. I think Cali won it one year, Cali Fakare. So, yeah, and Abby's on obviously. Yeah, so it's a good course. So, and it's a nice race. It starts in the afternoon. So, uh, I, love, I love that. Um, so hopefully, I'll get my entry sorted for that as well. Uh, what are you up to, Aaron? Um, well, trying to string some runs together, I think, first and foremost. I've done I've completed Monday. I so 
when you said you, I, I put it in final surge more because I, I quite like having the runs in my watch because it sort of, I don't know, just makes me stay a bit more focused. Um, do you give yourself? Do you give yourself little message prompts like you do your athletes? Uh, not yet. I I only just, do you know what? I sort of came across it. I've not really come, didn't really realize it was there, and now I've realized. Yeah, sorry to any of my athletes. You might be getting a few little messages in your workouts on reps. From one word of warning, warning, Aaron, because I I did this to you. I think when uh, I put some runs on for you, and you know when you copy people's runs across, don't save it in your library. You sort of say, yeah, it copies that through as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll 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 be careful. Um, but yeah, just getting some. I'm off to London on Thursday. Are you in London on Thursday, Josh? Not this week. I'm gonna give myself a week off. Week off. What are you doing in London? Uh going to see some web developers. Um, business meeting, mate. I'm a business guy. yeah what are you up to josh um what am i up to i actually sold my car today i uh wasn't yeah with my dad any car sorry we buy any car i didn't actually it was to a dealer but my yeah my dad gave me a little bit of a lecture um about trying to save some money which i'm not very good at so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and start doing that from now on. Which sounds boring as fuck, to be honest. But there we are. Um, what else am I doing? Speed session tomorrow. I've booked two exams for I think five weeks time. So I'll probably be studying. Otherwise, that's about it. Really, not much. Not much else. Yeah. Well, we finished just in time to watch the Love Island finale. Uh. Championship football kicks off this weekend. So, Sunday afternoon, Sky Sports, Sunderland v Ipswich for all you football fans. See a big Ipswich win. Um, what are you saying? I'll make sure I don't miss it. Yeah, good, good. Have a good week, boys. Speak again next week. <laughs>